You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy the Brisket Boy Bradley, we've made it another week among the COVID uh, pandemic hitting the world and specifically in the United States. You took off today as we record this on um, uh, Thursday on May 7th, which happens to be my father's 93rd birthday, Billy Brisket Boy. Happy birthday, birthday, Daddy Dado. Yeah, yeah, yeah happy uh, birthday, Pop. He, uh, he had a rough time of it and uh, made it uh, to his birthday. And he told me yesterday as we were having a, a bourbon, he doesn't drink much bourbon anymore, but on special occasions he has a bourbon and he said, you know, son, I've decided just to quit worrying about it and quit um, you know, wishing things and that, and I'm just going to take it day by day and just uh, see how it goes. And I said, well, Pop, I'm glad to hear that. We had a bourbon. Hey, Billy, have you ever had one of those cakes from a company called Nothing Bunt Cakes? Have you ever had one of those? I have not. Rob, have you ever heard of those? I've I've heard of them. I've never had one. Let me tell you something. I don't like cake. I'm not a big cake fan. I'm not a big icing fan. If I make a cake or something like that, it's usually right. a strawberry cake with, with no icing. I like just a moist cake, and I have a little bit. I'd rather eat cornbread, to be honest with you. But I will eat a nothing but cake anytime I see one. It's nothing B-U-N-D-T cake. Um, uh, their little tiny bunt cakes are absolutely amazing. We had a good time yesterday, Billy Bradley. Um, uh, you are smoking your first uh, brisket. You sent Rob and I pictures of it. Looks pretty damn good for your for your first time. You bought a grill because Timmy Hill won a race, and uh, what is it? Pit Boss sponsored him. And yeah. uh, so far, Billy, you're about halfway through your your brisket. Uh, your first your first smoke. Uh, smoke job here hold on what is life? can i interrupt yeah i want to interrupt before billy before you get started i want to say totally gutsy move on your first piece of meat being a brisket no doubt big gutsy <laughs> move man yeah. my first when i the first time the first thing i smoked on my smoker was a pork butt because it's about as forgiving as a yeah. pillow yeah like it's really hard to like overcook a, a a pork butt, it, like it's really hard to mess that up. It really is. I think and what we can do, and that's barbecue. What, but a brisket, what, holy what, cow, dude! I'm, dude, that takes a dude, that takes a set. There's only one reason why I done that. I had to drive 30 minutes to Johnson City, Tennessee, and that's all I could find. I couldn't find a pork. I couldn't find anything. That's all I could find. Well. Um, with COVID going on, um, is, everybody's been barbecuing and all that kind of stuff. It's Mother's Day weekend. But maybe, Rob, we should call him bold Billy Brisket Boy Bradley because that is a bold move right out of the gate. But how are you enjoying it so far, Billy? You like it? Uh, yeah. Well, first, the, let me tell you the story. When I first got the one I actually ordered, I got in from work. I saw it on the porch. The box looked like it went through. Uh, I don't know how to – it looked like it had been through Ryan Newman's car when he flipped it at Daytona. That's a pretty good example. Wow. So I put That's it together, and it was bent all to pieces. And the more and more I got it together, the more pissed off I got. So I took it back, and they, and luckily it just worked out that they had one and was just exchanged it. So I got it together, and nice. I had to sit and look at it. 
and then I couldn't find any briskets or anything. I, I was even looking for hamburger. I was going to smoke a meatloaf, but I finally was able to find a <laughs> Hey, I hear brisket. that's really good, though. I've heard smoked meatloaf is really good, but, yeah, go on. Yes, I did. Go on. We need more. But I go found a, a beef brisket in Sam's in Johnson City, Tennessee, so I drove my happy ass 40 minutes down the road and got it. Well, Billy Bradley, um, both Rob and I and the throngs of masses who have been following this um, charade on Twitter are excited to see how you do here. But, Billy, as I as we talked about, um, you know, last week I, I said I was flying on the airplane for the first time since um, late February or, or early March, and I got on the airplane. And I got to tell you, Billy Bradley, as these guys uh, in the NASCAR garage get ready to go back to work, we're going to – bring Rob Lopes in here to talk about it um, at, at, at length here in just a second. It was very strange walking into a big-ass public place, Billy, uh, going through security. You know, I got my mask. I wore my mask. Uh, it's not mandatory yet on American, but I wore my mask going through security. Um, everybody in the security, all the TSA agents are wearing them and wearing gloves, and they, they sort of take off your mask so we can, you know, match you up with your ID. It's the only time I took it off. Walking through the airport, it was weird to me that I didn't see everybody wearing a mask. I got on my plane, and there was a guy sitting in front of me. Um, actually, he wasn't sitting in front of me. He was So I was in a plane that was two seats on one side of the aisle, two seats on the other. So he was sitting directly. Um, he was on the other side of the aisle. I was on the window in one aisle. He was in the next row up, sitting on the aisle um, across from me. And there was somebody sitting right in front of him, and he said, hey, I want a social distance. Do you mind if I sit in your row but on the opposite window? I said, no, I appreciate you asking. Thanks. He didn't have a mask on. Everybody on the – first of all, there was six people on my plane. There was 30 rows times four seats is 120 seats. There was six people on my plane. Both the pilots – You you know, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Holy cow, six people? Six people. And I'm taking that flight of. And he uh, couldn't go to a whole nother row. Well, (laughs) that's where he wanted to go. I was like, listen, you know, you go wherever you want. But what the 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 air the airline um, the the flight attendants they they want you to they're okay with you moving, but they want you to tell them first because what they do is on a plane like that they're not. If there's six people on a plane, they're not going to wipe down the entire plane. They're not going to wipe down every seat right. and that sort of thing. They want to know, okay, I'm here. You're going to move here, so I don't have to, you know, don't – did you sit there? Oh, okay, we'll go. So it's it's a whole big thing. But there was like – out of the six people on the plane, the only ones wow. – there was only two people on the plane that didn't have it. Every There was two flight attendants. They had it. All the crew had, had had masks on and all this stuff. I had to get up when I sat down, Rob Lopes, and I know you you know fly a lot of planes, not commercially when you're going out here. But when I sat down on my seat, I didn't want to touch. I didn't want to touch the the belt buckle. And again, I'm not right. I'm not a I'm not a worry wart. I'm not um, uh, uh, what do you call it when you're. I'm not a hypochondriac. But but I respect what I don't know, and I don't know exactly how this comes. I didn't want to touch, like, to put down the the the, the food tray or to put on the to go to the bathroom. I was like, what the hell? I mean, I probably – It's just a, it's anxiety, Dan. It's just yeah. anxiety because, I mean, you can – I mean, you can take everybody's word for it. Yes, we've disinfected. We've, you, yep. you know, we've UV'd it. We've yeah. sprayed it down with alcohol. Yeah. You can – but – 
there's still a little anxiety just for the simple fact is, and, and I'm speaking just from a personal experience, yep. you know, I'm taking precautions to take care of myself because mm-hmm. I'm worried about me, but I'm worried about everybody else. Sure. And all it takes yeah. is one little slip, Yeah. and who knows, you know, it could be like the opposite of divine intervention. Yeah. It could be a situation where you touch, you happen to touch this one spot where this person sneezed and it didn't get wiped down, and this person was COVID positive but didn't know it. Yeah. And then you, and then you unknowingly grab a hold of it or something like that because you know there's hours or days that this virus supposedly lives on surfaces. You know yep. the whole yada yada yada. And all it takes is for that one little moment, and then you forget and you scratch your nose. With you know below your mask or something like that, which and and again that mask helps you from touching your nose, touching your face. Yeah. Well, let me so tell you, Rob. That's what I'm saying. You know, let it, me it's tell anxiety. You, that's all it is. When when I got off the plane, okay, there was a, a an old guy in front of me. He had to be in seventy or seventy five, and he was traveling. With I got a question. Before you go any further, before yeah. you go any further, did yeah. did you check a bag? I did not check a bag. I took okay. I took my bag and I was and I was as I was getting off the plane there was a 70 some year old man who uh, he had some walking disability his 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 feet didn't actually his left foot was turned real hard to the right and he was he had a service dog with him and he had a a bag in the overhead bin and and he looked at me with his mask on he says do you think you can help me and I just instinctively reached up and grabbed his bag and put it on the floor and I immediately went what the fuck am I doing I, and I, and I don't have yeah, but you know what Dan you know what Dan right there positive vibes and the good Samaritan aura is going to help you well let me tell you what just I my, did just, just my feeling yeah, I'm sure you squeeze, squeeze some hand sanitizer in your hands when you were done you know whatever that's exactly what and I that's did. that's why you should always I keep that stuff with I would have done that 10 times out of 10 and not have thought about it, but after I put it not back on the floor, I reached out and I got my little hand sanitizer and I cleaned my hands. And here's where, Billy, I started thinking about what these track guys are going to have, what NASCAR personnel is going to have to do. As I get off the plane, I walk down to get my rental car, which – now, we're not going to have to use rental cars because we're going to places where we're going to go and, and we can drive to, which makes total sense. I go to get my keys from the rental car. He hands the keys to me. I pick them up, and I go, well, shit. He touched them with his bare hands. I don't know if they've been. So now I'm thinking, well, damn it. Now I, I don't want to. So I sanitize the keys. I sanitize my hand. I get in the car, and I look down in between the seats on the passenger seats. You know, I look over the armrest, and there's a French fry stuck down there. So I'm like. Well, Shut up! Did they even clean it? You didn't eat it, did you? Huh? <laughs> did you eat the French fry? <laughs> no. Well, I didn't have any ketchup. Otherwise, I might have thought about it. That, no, I didn't that eat That French, French fry was probably there since January, man. Well, it might have been, <laughs> but I was like, well, shit, did they, did they spray down this car? When's the last time this was used? And I'm not a hypochondriac, but here's what I can tell you. NASCAR making it so that these, yes. And these first few races that we're going to go to within driving distance, Bill Bradley, I am not only supportive, I I wouldn't want to do it any other way. I I think we're all going to have to realize, and this is just me traveling by myself. 
I don't have gear. I'm going up for, you know, three days. I don't have to have a uniform. I don't have to have, you know, I don't have to have, like, street clothes. I'm just wearing – I took two pairs of jeans, three shirts. I'll do laundry when I'm in Kentucky, and I'll fly back home. It ain't a big deal, but I'm not packing for a big, long weekend and that sort of thing until I was – the whole point of this story is, Billy Bradley, I, ha- I mean, I've thought about it, like you and I had talked about it and this sort of thing over the podcast, but now that I've actually flown commercial and and I see the, the – I mean – just the trouble of wearing a mask during a flight. I wear cheaters when I when I uh, read. I mean, it fogs up. It's a pain in the ass and all this kind of stuff. Hey, listen, I am willing, Billy Bradley, to give all these guys in the cup garage and everything else, hey, put on a show. I don't care if there's some snags or that kind of stuff. We're all going to have to learn a little bit because it's not going to be easy. And, and Rob Lobes, I want to bring you in right now. Um, you, uh, okay. I, I believe you guys went back to work uh, this week here moving forward, but can you talk to us about maybe some sort of protocols that are really kind of w- wildly different than what you've known in the last 20-some years in the garage? Absolutely, uh, and I'd be happy to. And the fact that – I'll try not to bore you with a bunch of details, but, you know, there's – just like in Major League Baseball, you know, there's there's the rich teams, there's the poor teams, there's the winning teams, and everybody's on a different level. And what I like to call the big four or your, your four-car teams, um, obviously a lot of employees, a lot going on, a lot of resources. Then there's teams that are somewhere in between, and then there's teams that are, you know, minimally funded. And – the personnel kind of coincides with that. You know, the, 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 the minimally funded teams don't have 100 employees or 50 employees. They might have 20, and 12 of them might go on the road on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there, there, there's going to be a thing, and the teams that have the big depth, that have the big numbers, are going to be able to say, okay, we have enough people in the shop to build these cars, and we don't want our we don't want to uh, cross contaminate with our road guys coming into the shop and this and that. And some of these teams are keeping their road guys at the house. You know, basically, I'm not going to say quarantine, but hey, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, stay safe, stay healthy. The only time you're going to be around this race car is when you go to the racetrack. And then there's going to be teams that that have to, you know the same guys that are at the shop are the same guys that are at the track. So they've got to go and they've got to do what they need to do. But at the same time, the mentality has to be the same. Stay healthy. Do everything you can to protect yourself. The mentality doesn't change no matter where you are or what you're doing. You have to stay healthy. You have to, you have to take steps to protect yourself, to do your best to protect yourself and protect your health. Yeah. Because your job depends on it. Now that we are – we're, we're getting back after. You're going green. Um, yes, we're going green in, you know, a little more than a week. And and uh, it's going to be – you know what? It, the show is going to be a little different than what we're used to seeing. And it's kind of like – I believe we discussed this a few weeks ago, is that when we go to the racetrack and there's not going to be fans in the stands and there's probably going to be spotters 
spread out in each section all around the top row of the stands because they want to social distance the spotters, obviously, you know, and you need a bird's eye view, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there's going to be that. But it's kind of going to be like, it's kind of going to, it's going to be like we when we go to test. Only everybody's going to be there at once, and we're all going to be in color, and the cars will be in color. They're not going to be primer gray with a number on it. And it, it, it's going to be a strange thing to see to start with, and it'll be strange. It'll be strange on TV. The first time you see it on TV, you're going to be like, "Wow, this is kind of weird." But getting to back to your point is there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts going into this. There's a lot of moving parts that are happening. It's a fluid situation, and we are going to learn as we go. And it's kind of like your favorite thing, Dan. Kind of like iRacing. That first one, wow. Man, this is kind of cool. Yeah, but we're watching an effing video game. Yeah. Okay. Right. But it's a distraction. But, you know, here's the thing. You're going to see some live action, and it's going to be the first live sporting action we've had in, what, a couple months? Yep. Yeah. Close to so, And NASCAR has laid out their guidelines. Uh, they have laid out that, Listen, this is the way things are going to be. We are going to we're going to stand by this because they have had to they had to put together a plan and a program and a protocol to make sure that their personnel are protected, that the teams are protected, that everybody stays safe and everybody does everything they can to stay healthy. Yeah. And they have sent those guidelines out to the teams. And obviously the tracks know, the, the, the broadcast people know, everybody involved knows this is the deal. This is how it's going to be, and there, are, there is no room for error. Yeah. We need to protect each other to make this work. Um, Billy Bradley, let me bring you in here real quick. I know we were talking yeah, off Billy. the air for just a for just a little bit, but um, your company, which was had literally sent a a a um, oh what's the letter that uh, the workforce letter uh, letting giving you sixty days notice that you're probably going to be terminated and all this kind of stuff. But aren't you guys um, weren't you saying something like they're trying to institute something different there in your workplace? Yeah, actually, that's why we got to take the night off next week. We're all going to be together they're going to have the whole company well what's left of us i think there's around 300 people left we're all going to work together you know of course the social distancing the mask and all that but after that week they're going to divide us into two teams like your first team is going to work two weeks and the other two will be laid off and we're going to do a rotation like that just to see if it's cost efficient so yeah i mean the thing Things are definitely brighter, and hopefully this works out, and we'll see and, how it and, goes. And the whole point of this is, is as NASCAR go back, goes back racing, which they've never had to do anything like this before, neither has regular business. I mean, NASCAR is kind of a special, right. specialty, you know, industry, specialty industry for sure. But, you know, even uh, manufacturing, like what you do, Billy, and there's, you know, millions of manufacturing jobs in this country. They're, everybody is learning as we go together. And I think it's important for, 
you know, everybody to, uh, and I know this, 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 I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking, but it's important that everybody keeps their patience as we move forward here. And I am the most unpatient son of a bitch there is. If I have to stand in line for more than five minutes. <laughs> Don't say. I, I leave. <laughs> yeah. If I just stand in line more than five minutes, I leave. I, I don't need it that bad to, to stand in line five minutes. I, literally, it's, it makes my family maddening. I'm like, well, look at the line. No, fuck that. Uh, but, but we're all figuring this out and learning on this, and that is why, like, yes, Billy, you and I talked earlier uh, this week. They're sending the – how many – they're sending 16 people to the track? Oh, my God. It seems like all of a sudden it went from this small little crew – to this big crew, Billy, you got 300 people in there, which is a, a massive, you know, thing. Rob, you guys are ta- – are you taking literally everybody that used to go to the track, Rob? No. But, see, but here's the thing. When it – and this is, again, we touched on this in, you know, in previous recordings. Uh, it went from we're going to put on a race. It's going to be, you know, a skeleton, you know, just a shell of what it used to be. Pit, you know, we're going to come on pit road and, you know, it's going to take two minutes to do a pit stop. There's going to be scheduled cautions, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the guys that are working on the car are going to do the pit stops, meaning, you know, old, decrepit, bum-knee <laughs> cats like myself, you know, having to change, you know, change tires and gas the car. You know, we're going to get two minutes. The way you come on is the way you come off. It yeah. went from that to live pit stops and, you know, and and there's pluses and minuses to that. One, and, and I'm just going to roll through this as quick as I can. Yep. One, it doubles the people that you're going to have at the racetrack. Yeah. Okay? Immediately. You got your <laughs> Immediately. Like, boom. It, now it doubles the people you have at the racetrack. But, okay, now you have, now you have this many more people to manage in there. But at the same time, here, and, and here's the thing, from the, from the competition standpoint, it's – what if a guy, you know, if you had all us old decrepit cats in there, you know, all us mm-hmm. wannabes or, you know, has-beens or never was to to change tires and gas the car, you're out on the racetrack and you run something over and you got a tire going down. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you just lost two laps because you've got a bunch yeah. of me's out there trying to change tires and, you know, fix that problem, and you just lost two or three laps because you're not knocking it out in 14 seconds. Yeah. So to aid in the competition and to make and to make things more competitive and to make things better, just you know, from a com- competition standpoint, you got to put your guys in play. Billy, how do you feel about um, the scenario which which Rob just talked about as a fan, Billy? Um, the uh, let's say Great the, idea. the 24 comes comes running down. They do their pit stop. He goes out there, runs over no. the piece of metal. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. wait a minute. Who, who's Billy's boy? Who's Billy's boy again? Well, I just said the twenty-four because I know that's not no. his car. No, no, don't, don't, go, <laughs> don't use Billy's boy. Use well, you want Billy's Chris guy. Butcher? Him or <laughs> that's Butcher ain't gonna have a flat. Yeah, Butcher's not gonna have a flat. Billy, Billy's already Billy's already been praying and lighting candles for six weeks. Uh, Butcher's gonna be fine. Uh, but but let's say somebody comes down and has a flat, and they have to come in and pit. As a fan, do you think Rob Lope should go over there and pit the car, and they lose, you know, four laps or whatever it is, depending on what track you're on? Or is it um, do you so like the minute to doing here? Uh, is it okay for them to bring the pit crew in? What, what do you think, there, fan Billy Bradley? 
Well, to be honest with you, I'm glad Rob put that in perspective because I really never even thought of that even happening. Like, yeah. why I never thought of actual a green flag pit stop can yeah. still take place. I mean, I really, I never thought that may would be a happening. And I, I see the point that you want your best of the best guys out there if that happens. So, you know, I was all against taking 16 people at once because, 40 teams, that's over 600 people just the NASCAR is bringing, or the teams, not NASCAR. Yeah. So I never thought about it that way, Rob Lopes. Well, Billy, let me tell you something. I, I was much in the same boat because I was like, okay, everybody pitches at the same time, blah, blah, blah. And I, I never really considered the fact that things happen. And, and if, if we don't, in my opinion, if we go to a NASCAR track and we don't play the game the way it's supposed to be played i mean we 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 have to be fair about this thing and it's not fair it's not competition if somebody gets a a, you know runs over or something and because we have a, a a weird pit crew situation i i hope personally i think this is the right call but i'm going to say that with forked tongue i i hope it's the right call as long as everybody stays safe now Billy, did you see the fine, the potential fine that NASCAR has for for people in the garage that don't abide by the the COVID rules? Did you see that number? No, yeah. but I would bet it's pretty big. I did. Yeah, and I'll speak on that. I'll speak on that. What I heard was I'll, 10 I will 50, speak on 000. that. Rob, what you got? What I have as far as that is is what that they sent that out to us in a rule bulletin, mm-hmm. and what, let me tell you what that does. That tells you how serious NASCAR serious. is taking this yeah. and how they are letting you know ahead of time they will not tolerate any BS, any bull, you know, any crap from yeah. anybody about, I don't want to wear this mask, I'm not wearing this mask, I'm not doing this, I'm going over here. There, there's not going to be any of that. Mm-hmm. Listen, boys and girls, we are in a different world right now. And, yeah. yes, you know, we are all learning, and we're learning as we go, just like you stated earlier. But NASCAR has laid it down. They have drawn a line in the sand. We yeah. will not tolerate any insubordinates because we are trying to make this happen. We are trying to keep our sport on track, and we are going to do it the best way possible. And I can tell you this right now. If it if I have a choice between wearing a mask, you know, a cloth mask for 12 hours mm-hmm. or paying 10 grand, <laughs> put two cloth masks on me. I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what? I have put a little money in the bank just in case some shit happens, but I ain't got 10 grand. I can just fork over to NASCAR. I can promise you that. Yeah, because <laughs> because you walked across the garage and gave somebody a, a high five or asked them a question. About gave somebody a high five or took my mask off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. You know so what? That's Let's the five out. is ten thousand. No, it's ten to fifty. Ten wow. to fifty. Yeah. Wow. Um, another thing, Billy Brown. So there ain't going to be. Listen, day. there ain't going to be none of this high five and you know like all these. And here's the funny thing about it: you got all these traditions. Yeah. Pictures high five and after the national anthem and yep. you know everybody doing their thing and giving fist bumps. No. Ain't none of that gonna happen. Yeah, Rob. I think the weirdest thing that that for 
as an outsider looking in. The weirdest thing for me is I know every every organization has a competition director. The competition director can has to tell NASCAR what team they're going to be following around. They don't even want the competition director going from one to the other. But, Billy, you and I have been in the garage uh, many times. We've been down there fortunate enough to go see working on the cars and all that kind of stuff. And how often, Billy, do we see, like, the 11 team um, working over there on the uh, on the on the 18 team's car, or helping them out, or or shuffling parts back and forth, or something like that. Really, we see it all the time, right? Yeah, it happens quite not anymore. Often. You know, and that's what I was kind of concerned about with the with the 16 team. You know, you got your Hendrick Motorsports, your yeah. uh, you know your Roush, all of them. I mean, you know, they they're a big organizations. Can they go? I'm guessing not. The way you just put that, like the smaller teams can, like another Chevrolet team, can they take some of Hendricks guys just to fill their 16 men roster to have them there if Hendrick needs them? So evidently they can't do that. They can't do that, Billy. And the other thing is, in my opinion, and first of all, nothing here in this in any of these new rules uh, gives anybody an advantage. However, I'm just going no. to use common sense. That's great. A four-team uh, organization like Hendrick, I have to believe, works on the idea of floater people that can go from one to the other. Truck drivers, I see, you know, how many times we see squigs, you know, running stuff and doing things. for. But, but smaller teams, I don't, they can't really afford to send a floater guy out of there because they can't spread that cost around four teams. I would have to think that it – that it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult for a bigger team to do that. I mean, they're going to get all their shit ready. They don't have the luxury of saying, well, the, the 88 team doesn't have the luxury to go down to the, the 48 and say, hey, can we get this and that and the other thing? Because it ain't going to happen. Rob, is that, am I, is that a crazy? I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but is that something that is a, a thing or do you, don't, do you think it's going to be a non-issue? Well, here, well, here, here's what helps level the playing field a little bit is the fact that we are rolling in the, the only – in the next four weeks mm-hmm. or the next four races, we are qualifying for one race, yeah. and that's the 600. Yeah. 600. Basically, you're showing up, you're unloading your car, mm-hmm. you're going through tech, and you're <laughs> going to go race. Yeah. When it leaves the shop – Things are lock-nutted, lock-tighted. They are the way you're going to run. Now, yep. obviously, everybody's going to build adjustment into everything. Sure. You're going to have spring rubbers where you, where you think you need them. You're going to yep. have adjustability in your shocks. Yep. You're going you're gonna to build a lot of adjustability into these race cars when you put them together, when yep. they leave the shop. Hey, Rob, hold on However, just a second. Let me stop you right sure. there. Next week, when y'all head to Darlington, when you unload that car, it's going straight to the racetrack to be raced, correct? No, it has to go through tech first. Mm-hmm. Right, but after it has tech, to go through tech. No, no on track at all with that car other than in the race. Nope. Nope. Can you for both Darlington races, for Sunday and Wednesday, you unload this. it, you go through tech, and it's going to race. That's right. how it's going to work. Matt Kansas is getting in the car with absolutely no seat time. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm sorry. You know, and and this is not a dig on Matt. All I can say is I don't think right. there's yeah. going to be a concern. Yeah. Right. I agree. 
I'm just saying, look what well, I really don't. Let me tell you this. Thrown into from a fan standpoint, Billy Bradley. I love it. I can't I'm imagine. Sorry. You know, I, I'll put it this way. The Cinderella story is the Cinderella story is for the 42 to win. However, let's be yeah. honest. We, no, we don't live in Never Never Land or any of that, any right. like that. But I don't think the 42 is going to finish 40th. Yeah. Unless somebody fences the guy. Yeah. Because that right. cat knows how to drive a race car. He's yeah. driven on basically the current platform. He knows it because he was in our car not yep. long ago. Yep. He gets he gets where these cars are. He understands, and he's a smart cookie, and he's a good driver. He will adapt. Yes. More, has he had a lap in a year? No, he hasn't. I don't think it's going to be as bad as putting, like, you're not talking like some cat that, you know, just got out of a here. late model. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess in reality, it's kind of equal. I mean, everybody else has been out of the car for six weeks, too. So, I mean, there's that. Exactly right, Billy. You're exactly right. Everybody's going to have to knock the rust off the same way. Right. I used to think that that the, the best first lap in all of racing was that first lap of Daytona. That was my, Billy. I, I, I'm going to put a hold on that until I see this first lap at Darlington after not racing of a pandemic. All those cats have got to go straight down in there to turn one with not being driven in a, in a car in weeks. And I, the excitement I'm feeling right now just to see what happens and to see as a fan, carnage, as a fan, I, I'm excited right now. We're still 10 days <laughs> exactly. away. And I, and I can't yeah. wait right now. But I'm going to say this right here. Hey, you guys. From, yeah. Hey, you guys. I just want, I want to interject right here while you you know while you're you know jumping up and down and your hair standing up on your arms I just want to interject right here we're not talking going to you know of course none of these racetracks you know all these racetracks have their quirks sure. and are interesting in their own way we're talking Darlington yeah we're talking yeah. a place where back in the day and I say back in the day I'm only you know I've only been in the sport twenty some years but we used to we used to put four-by-fours in between the door bars and the door <laughs> on the right side when we go to Darlington to help keep the side out because of the of why? The Darlington track. So everybody scraped the fence. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We aren't going to the easiest track. Yeah. And nothing against it. Like, I'm, just, I'm talking about this place is a bitch to drive, period, in yeah. general. Yeah. And we are going here, like Billy said, we're talking everybody's been out of the seat for six weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, and now we're going to go to Darlington. I can't wait. And, and, you know, when and we, we're going to go to Darlington on a green racetrack and dead-ass cold, no practice, no qualifying, nothing. Yes, you know, to me about some excitement in, the <laughs> first, in, in, that, in that first run you know, till the first pit stop when everybody yeah, comes yeah. in is either shoving spring rubbers in, pulling uh-huh. them out, twisting on shocks, cranking rounds in, taking rounds out, track bar up, track bar down. We are talking. Everybody's going to be like, okay, this is what I think we need. And then you're going to get there and you're going to be like, holy <laughs> shit, we have never experienced this before. Forget that. We are out to lunch. 
Yeah, we're going to do – and that's what I'm saying. I think we have an awesome opportunity – well, not think. We have an awesome opportunity to gain so many new fans because it's going to be one of the first sports back on with live competition, and everybody who's a NASCAR fan right now already knows what it's going to be like from lap one to that first pit stop, Billy Bradley, to see uh, – pit road's going to be crazy. It's going to be absolutely crazy. But I want to ask Rob and Billy – one question. We'll go with we'll go with Billy first. If where do you think is a successful day for the forty two? Billy Bradley. If what does it top ten, top fifteen, top twenty, top twenty five, what would you consider a successful day for the forty two team with Matt Kenseth on a brand new team, brand new car, having driven in a year and going to end his first turn at Tarlington? What what do you think would be a good day for that forty two bunch? Uh top twenty for sure. Rob Lopes, what do you say? I would go with that. I would go with that. I, I'd say if they finish in the top twenty, you're I, you're where you need to be. I would agree anything outside of that barring barring incident. Yeah. Barring incident. Yeah. Anything right. outside of top twenty, you'd have to go, okay, what do we need to do different? You know yeah. because it's a feel thing too. You yeah. know, and it's a communication thing. Keep in mind You've got the crew chief on the 42 never communicating with Matt over the radio. Yep. They have. They are going in. They are. They're more stone cold going in than Scott is with Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, mind you, Scott and Ryan have had a year. Plus, we've had a couple races. Yeah. This dude has probably only walked past. Let me tell you something. Matt Kenton has probably only walked past the crew chief of the 42 yeah. a couple times in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's at I best they've had some video calls. Let's be honest. If they can keep the car clean and finish somewhere in the top twenty, I think they should all Shit. celebrate with a champagne toast. You better believe I think, it. I think that would be an amazing get some, day. Get some daggum bojangles to go and and sit <laughs> six feet from each other in a parking lot. I tell you the one thing I am gonna miss, Billy Bradley, is is somebody always tweets me a picture of the pimento cheese sandwich. From Darlington, and ain't nobody gonna do that this time around. It's a little, uh, <laughs> a little um, Have you ever had that pimento cheese sandwich down there, Billy Bradley? Oh yeah, that's the best thing to go for when you get there. Yeah, I'm not with the Martinsville hot dog, but I'll eat the hell out of the pimento yeah, cheese sandwich down there. And, yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to bring that up. But let's let's talk real quick about schedule and, and a programming notes. Um, I talked to Nate Ryan a little bit earlier today. He's going to come in um, for a for a special podcast early next week and talk about the schedule and um, IndyCar and you know some news out of Texas today that um, the truck race there that usually was with a, a double header with the IndyCar um, the truck race is is postponed. IndyCar race that the first IndyCar race of the season is going to be at Texas June sixth. There's all kind of protocols and stuff over there as well. We're going to bring him in and that sort of thing. But really, everybody's being kind of tight-lipped as we record this on, on Thursday, May 7th, about the, the schedule. And what I do know for a fact, well, Bob Pockers has has said that the Pocono doubleheader, as of the time of this recording, is still on. So I don't, they haven't said anything about fans yet. That's I'm what, July, right? Thing. Yeah, that's July. That's I haven't looked at a, I don't even know what, a, we're in May, right? Okay. So that's July that's July, right? Yeah, that's July. So Okay. I think well, what we're seeing May, June, do... July. Okay. I just want to make sure where I'm at. 
on the calendar. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. Continue. So for it looks like NASCAR is trying to do these these races here in these first couple of weeks real quick, but but as Bob Zachris and, and and Nate Ryan, actually Justin Long, uh, reported something along this that they're still trying to figure out if there's tracks they can go to at driving distance after that. They haven't released a schedule as of yet, but they're 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 cautiously optimistic that they're going to be able to get the season in. They're also cautiously optimistic as we record this today that they'll be able to get the playoffs in in its current state. Now that means yeah. some tracks are going to have to lose. Personally, I hope it's Kentucky. That's my home. I, I graduated high school and college from Kentucky. Lived there for 18 years. And by the way, Billy, I just bought a home in Kentucky. I'm no longer an Ohioan. Um, we finally got our house uh, purchased thanks to COVID's. 35, 45-day um, delay on buying out, but I'm a Kentuckian, uh, even though my business is in Texas. I'm, I've got dual statehood, I guess I'll say, but um, I, I love Kentucky. I'm a big blue fan. Got a Kentucky Wildcat tattoo, for Christ's sakes. The Kentucky track is a waste of fucking asphalt and cornfield. They could plant corn in there and make some bourbon instead of making a damn racetrack out there, but I think they've lost a race. And for the people of Sparta, Kentucky, uh, who de- who uh, you know depended on that revenue? I feel bad for you, but as a race fan, I'm glad they're moving it somewhere else. There's some tracks that are gonna they're gonna lose a race, and NASCAR also announced this week another round of layoffs. They didn't. Now here's what, something I did find um, a little sad. Apparently, um, somebody reported on on Twitter that NASCAR was laying people off, and the people that that were getting laid off did not know that, and, they, and some of them found out via Twitter, which sucks. Um, and I, and I'm, I hate to hear that, but NASCAR laid off some people. I believe that it was long overdue. I personally believe that they probably waited as long as they could to figure out what was going on. But when they bought all these properties last year, Billy, we talked about it several times. We had Mark Scott on here talking about it several times. You knew this was coming. You don't, you know, have a set of um, – employee personnel and organizational charts and buy something with the exact same personnel and organizational charts and keep everybody there. There's now we understand that, you know, some people that were running marketing for one track is now running marketing for three or four tracks, which is the way it should be. Okay. But let me tell you how smart NASCAR is. They didn't even know how smart they were. When Brian France left, they got immediately smarter in business and started doing the right things. Billy, Two years ago, a year and a half ago at, at minimum, they start setting themselves up to streamline the business of this operations. They have now streamlined themselves where they are in the best part. They, they have never been in a better position in their entire, um, entire entity to be able to handle something like this pandemic. If they can get the TV revenue in, like they like they say they're going to, and they can cut their costs like they have, I think NASCAR is going to be okay coming out of this. I don't. They don't need fans, Billy. They need fans to sell hot dogs and that sort of thing. It is so small on their budget. It's it's yes, it's nice to sell, you know, six thousand um, uh, hot dogs at Martinsville every every fifteen minutes, but. That's not what Martinsville makes their money off of. Martinsville makes their money off of TV revenue. Let's not kid anybody. But if they can get this done, they've streamlined their operations, Billy. They can get the TV revenue in, 36 races, deliver the playoffs. As Billy, I, I, NASCAR is probably better off than any sport 
that will take place up until the NFL starts. I think it's a fantastic thing, and I think they're now reaping, you know, some of the some of the hard work that they that they sowed out there within the last eighteen months. Yeah, and that, like you said, as a fan, you know, the sport had hit a low spot just you know a while back, and we just started mm-hmm. to pick that momentum back up. And I think us starting back up is going to just you know push that needle a lot higher than it was. So. It's great to be a fan of the sport, a long-time fan of the sport, just to see how much it's going to do. No, you're absolutely right. All this is going to do is increase the TV numbers. Increasing the TV Can I raise my hand? Yeah, go ahead. I, would, I just want to interject here. The, the thing of it is, is, as you mentioned the NFL, um, and we are assuming that everything is going to be hunky-dory by, what, September? Assuming, yes. We are assuming everything is going to be hunky-dory and, uh, you know, the whole quote-unquote second wave and whatever else. And I'm, this is a rabbit hole we could go down and we we would be on this podcast till about midnight if we decided to take this path. Exactly. We're not going to. You don't social distance in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear that. There's, what did you say? You don't social distance in the NFL. That's there's right. freaking there's freaking five, six guys two feet from each other, breathing as hard as they can, staring each other in the eye. Okay? There is wrapping up, there is helmet to helmet, there's face mask to face mask. You don't social distance in the NFL. Yeah. Now nah. there's split. That being said, mm-hmm. or as far as our and, and, and if you look at any of the stick and ball sports it is very difficult, very difficult. And I'm saying we are, we are looking at, at best-case scenario, stick and ball sports getting going June, July. If we're lucky. Let's be honest. Let's be and, honest. If we're and, lucky, if yeah. things go the best they can go, you know, without meddling, and yeah. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that, without meddling, June, July, stick and ball. Yep. Well, whereas NASCAR, we are able, we are able to distance the guys that work on the car. You know, your blue collar guys. We are able to distance the guys who are the stars whose names over the door. Yeah. We are able to distance the two. You're able to keep, you know, the guys that work on the car, the guys that drive the car. You know, the stars that propel the sport. You're able to distance both of them. Yep. So our sport grows stronger because of its just its general nature. Its general nature. And I think because of everything you just said there, Rob Lokes, the the NASCAR ratings are going to skyrocket. They're absolutely going to skyrocket. And although fans are listen, the fan experience in the garage oh. is one that you cannot you you Billy. You can't describe it. You just have to live it. I mean, it's it's so difficult to describe exactly. how cool it is. To, Billy to knows. Down there. See, both you guys, listen. I'm I'm sorry to step on you both, no. but both you guys know this. And I'm saying this from I'm saying this from a guy who works in the garage and who's worked in the garage for years mm-hmm. and has seen Dan. I've seen you yep. countless times, Billy. I've seen you countless times, and I see hundreds of people in the garage. And I've seen thousands. I remember, you know, I, I, 
just standing on pit road on race day and looking at the stands and seeing all the people there that are there and that are energized and they're excited and the hundreds or the thousands of people that are in no matter what pit area we're in or garage area, you know, that hot passes, cold passes, whatever, you know, back in the day, whatever, yep. they are so energized to be there, mm-hmm. to yep. smell the fuel, to smell yep. the exhaust, to smell the rubber, to see it from that perspective. The really screwed up thing, and this is just from my perspective, mm-hmm. is that on pit road, there's not going to be – people walking up and down pit road. There's not going to be nope. people standing there with their phones taking pictures of pit stops. Yeah. There's not going to be that. And mm-hmm. like you guys just – you guys know because you've been there about yeah. the fan experience. It's amazing. And it's like none other. It's like none other. No, it, there, it, that will be like – that, that, that'll be the – that's the bummer of it. However yeah, – so I was just gonna say it, it, it sucks. That part absolutely sucks because I, we know how how amazing that is. And I mean, I've seen people lose their shit over over you know seeing Joey Logano walk by, and they're not even Joey Logano fans. They just can't believe that they're that close to an actual NASCAR you know superstar. <laughs> I've seen people great, take great pictures over you know guys gluing lug nuts. On on a car, I, I've seen people ask questions. Why are you coloring that lug nut pink right there? And that guy's it so we can see him better. Oh my God! I mean, people's minds are blown when they see little shit like that, Billy Bradley. And there's a, I, I want to get back to the point to where we can do that again. But it, since we can't do that, I am all for. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be tomorrow. It won't be this year. It, it, hopefully, we can get there next year or, or whenever. But the fact of the matter is NASCAR's bread and butter is the TV contract. If we can get the TV numbers to keep going in the direction they were trending, NASCAR is going to be just fine. And some of these other sports, um, you know, some of these other sports that ain't able to start, uh, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be, you know, way behind. And, and it's just a, a wonderful opportunity out of terrible circumstances that I think is going to is is really going to help us all help us all move forward. Long story short, the schedule is being worked on and tweaked at literally on a daily basis. It sounds like they've got. I, I can't even imagine Billy having to work with federal, you know, agents, local agents, track agents. You know, every racetracks in a different damn county, and you know all these kind of things, and they're all different states. It, it's and you realize a, you're a nice talking day. to the guy that drove 40 minutes for a brisket. Now this son of a bitch knows <laughs> about some stuff. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and he drove the man drove state. 40 minutes for a brisket. He didn't just run down the street to the food city. The yeah. man drove 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Billy, we need your perspective. Lay it on us. <laughs> food city was out. <laughs> yeah, you, you. That was my first stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's out. Damn it. Well, listen, we're in a great, a great spot here. NASCAR's coming back. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's going to change again before we hit the racetrack, is my guess. So we're going to find out more information. It's a very fluid situation. I'm extremely happy that we're going back. In, next week, um, next week's podcast, Dan. Next week's yeah. podcast will will come before we head to Darlington. Yep, and that will be information filled. Uh huh. 
because we will have a lot more. It might not be fluid. It it might not be concrete, but yeah. it damn sure ain't going to be liquid. It'll be probably like jello, maybe, you know, soft concrete, you know, somewhere in there uh-huh. by yeah. the time we get this next podcast out. So next let, week's going to be completely awesome. Not let this me, week, not. Let, let me talk about this. We go racing on the 17th, correct? Yes, correct. And then yeah. we race again yeah. on the 20th, correct? Yes. When we record next week's podcast, two NASCAR Cup races are going to take place before we record seven days later. That's pretty damn exciting. Correct. That's pretty damn exciting. Correct. I mean, I, I can't imagine what Wednesday night's going to be like, Billy, but I've never watched a Wednesday night Cup race. I mean, this is <laughs> – I'm excited. I've, I've never seen one. Billy Bradley. You, you know, there was probably – listen, Dan – there was probably Wednesday night cup races, but you were probably but a wee lad. <laughs> hey, in 1968. I'm not saying you're old, but you ain't no spring chicken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They weren't televised when I lived in eastern Kentucky. I'll put it to you like that. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> there was only two channels. There was three channels for everybody else. There was only two in Kentucky. <laughs> Well, that's because um, I live so far back up in the hall, we had to pipe in sunshine, and the and the and the and the TV antenna yeah. just wouldn't get it. You know, we didn't have enough aluminum foil to make that thing tall enough to get over the mountain. But that's a story. Hell, you, hell, you didn't have enough pipe to get her up there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh shit! Hey, boys, we got something special that's happening when this podcast comes out, um, either late tonight or tomorrow morning on Friday, May May eighth. It's Joshua's graduation, Billy Bradley. I got him a card in the mail. Um, I got him a little pride, a little a little present in the mail as well. Um, I couldn't be more tickled to death for that kid. He is so excited, Billy. He, he's he's tweeted and uh, and texted pictures of every damn card he's got. All those cards. All those. He's, he's so excited. I can't wait for it. He's going to have a virtual party. Um, I am going to tweet out his Zoom information. So who, listen, whoever wants to call. Uh, Joshua can absolutely call Joshua. He don't give a damn who you are. He just wants to hear congratulations. The kid is proud. Um, he couldn't be happier, and even in the face of all this stuff. He's been thinking about it since, literally, you know, since he was in grade school, Billy. All he wanted to do was, you know, be a college graduate. So couldn't be happier for the young man. And it's super, super excited for uh, he's going to be so damn tired tomorrow night, Billy Bradley. He might not be able to drink any of those fruity umbrella drinks on Saturday. It'll be <laughs> it'll be difficult um, to see to see what it is. Billy, you're doing your first brisket. I assume I, we're going to see pictures of that thing as it's finished. Yes. Yeah, these, uh, I'm sitting here watching it right now. I like five more degrees to go up before I wrap it. So listen to him, Rob Lopes. I'm kind of proud of him. You doggone it's, right. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, man. Hey, your first smoke is a brisket. Let me tell you something, Cat. You're a bold man. And I realize the meat in this hole. Yeah, I can't. can't You know, I'm speechless. And that comes as a surprise to probably a lot of people that Lopes is old speechless right here. But, Billy... You li- listen. Well, you are a bold I man, you, and I'm with you. That the was best. all I could find. 
Well, Billy, uh, at least you're not smoking a hot dog because you'd have caught hell for me if you were smoking hot dogs or some shit. A brisket's a bold move. Whether it's kind of, I mean, I'm glad it was the only thing you had because you're stepping right into the fire, son. There ain't no way to start but <laughs> just to get after it. You're getting after it. Hey, another quick note that I just um, I just remembered. Um, uh, Joey Logano and his wife had a baby today, so congratulations to uh, – Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, oh, they congrats. Had, uh, uh, a baby today, and uh, everybody's healthy, so that's a, a fantastic oh, that's, thing. That hell yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's Glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob Lowe, I guess you're going to work full time starting on Monday, aren't you? Or Monday, Tuesday next week? Man, oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, these damn race cars don't build themselves for God's <laughs> sake. We don't, don't pull them off the showroom and pull the cloth seats out and all that. Yeah. You know. We just got to do a couple things to them, you know what I'm saying over here. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. yeah, we're we're hitting it hard. No, we're we're really we're we're gonna hit it hard. Um, this week was kind of a ramp up thing for us, and uh, next week is gonna be we're all about getting it done. We're gonna be we're gonna be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. There's pluses and minuses to being big and being small, and you know what? Yeah. When you're small, you're agile, and I, I can tell yeah. you this. Uh, we we are a uh, we're a big small team or a small big team, however you want to look at it. You know we're not we're not a four car team, but by God, we are a strong two car team, and we are going to uh, we're going to take care of business and we're going to make sure we're right. And yeah. Yes. Things things and and for everybody, things are come Monday. Things are ramping up because we're going to be on a racetrack. Well, I'm not going to say things. We are, are going to be normal. on the racetrack. Things are going to new normal is is exactly what's happening. Um, we don't, this isn't this isn't business as usual. This is business, thank God. No, um, this and, is business. Yeah, well this put, business. Man. And we're we're ready. Oh my God, this is not business as usual. It's business. Hey, I might use that as a title. I might, uh, Billy. This will be the first title I've come up with since Rob Lope joined the damn podcast. Um, yeah, because thank God, the pressure's <laughs> been mounting. <laughs> Every week for me to come up with shit. Well, I think you're good, Brad. Anything other than brisket, good? other than brisket, Billy Bradley. Yeah. Other you know than what? brisket, Billy Bradley. I go Damn with it. go I with you, Dan. Go with you because you know what? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to find out how the brisket turned out before we can actually call him Triple B. Ah, you know what? That I might give him an. Yeah, yeah let's take pictures. a break on that. Oh God, uh, boys! You, oh, one of you got Billy, you're the specific? man. Billy, you uh, are the man. <laughs> you got anything specific for the good of the community before we sign off here? Yeah, I got uh, something, man. Something kind of happened to me. Uh, I see earlier in the week, I was in a drive-through. It was actually, I was in Bojangles drive-through picking up some food for some family members, and I noticed this guy. Like he just walked up behind me. In the drive, I was in a drive-through paying for my food, and you know, first instance, I, you know, I, I thought, uh, what's this idiot doing? You know, I judged him way too quick, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I got to thinking, and I got to looking at him. He just, he just looked like he needed a meal. So mm-hmm. I told that lady, I said, ring up a meal, a chicken leg meal, and give it to this guy back here. You know, I just judged him over just. It was walking up behind me, you know. So yeah, don't don't judge people just over their first impression. 
Well, that's a good thing, uh, Billy Bradley. I'm glad to hear that uh, oh, right, you took a you, you took a double a double look. Cause I, I, I'm you know as somebody who in a former life used to work in law enforcement, I'm really quick to judge uh, characters that look suspicious. Um, you know, hanging around and that sort of thing. And uh, over the last 15 years, I've gotten a hell of a lot uh, um, uh, less stringent on on those sorts of things. And uh, sometimes you you know you got to go with your gut and do the right thing. And that's a in this day and age, you know, like I said uh, earlier on the plane, I didn't even think about helping that guy bring his suitcase down. And immediately afterwards, I was like, shit. But I still wanted to do it. You know, and I and I'm glad I did, but I was prepared to be able to help him. Right. Uh, you know, doing something yeah. like that is something that in this day and hey, listen, let, let's face it, everybody's pocketbook is hurt. Um, and we're, we're I, I talked to Mark Scott. Uh, we're going to talk next week about a uh, more of a a business and and a personal um, uh, you know way to handle the the COVID crisis in your own home and that sort of thing. Uh, we're going to talk about that, you know, uh, next week, and he'll he'll be on with uh, with Nate Ryan actually. But as we move forward, there's a lot of people that could use a damn um, uh, a, a burger, you know, those sorts of things. So let's be looking out for for each other and help where you can. I understand if you can't, that's one thing, but if you right. can spare, you know, to pay for somebody's meal and that sort of thing, you, you, you already know said what, it, what you do. Help where you can. Yeah, help where, help you, where can. you can. That's that's all you got to do is is help where you can. Um, don't forget to check the Twitter feed, and, uh, and you can if you miss if you miss uh, May eighth, you can certainly send them a note or um, a tweet or a Facebook message or something. Uh, just check my Twitter feed for Joshua's information um, for Rob Lokes, who's getting ready to go back to work, for Billy Bradley, who's getting ready to uh, test out his first brisket. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> Let's have a happy Mother's Brisket, Day, everybody. Billy Bradley. <laughs> yep. Happy Mother's Day. Yep, happy Mother's Day. 10-4. Bye. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. Turning off my TV, shit's getting rough. All the service negativity, I think I had enough. I got my own demons that I'm still dealing with. And if you still wanna be here, I gotta make one thing clear. Don't just say you love me, show me. Just say that you're with me, then prove me. I'm really trying to find my fears, but it's getting scary out here. I don't Baby, hold me tight tonight. Oh, come on, baby, make love to me. Like it's the end of the world. Oh, like it's the end of the world.
Falling. Come on. 